At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we get closer and closer. So the holiday season, well, Thanksgiving, just right around the corner, we're going to be here live. You know, when you are betting, sometimes the board can look overwhelming. College basketball, college football, the NFL. It's important to have a discerning eye, Michael Lombardi. Cut the fat, streamline a little bit. And that's Mm -hmm. why we have a little segment called I Can't Go For That. John Oates plays where Michael just immediately takes a look at the board and he throws a couple away so he can focus on those that he really wants to handicap. And we're going to start with the Bengals at the Raiders. The Bengals right now laying a point at the Raiders, but this is a John Oates play for you. Yeah, you know, Patrick, this is one of those games where I just can't see. I could see the game going completely one way towards Cincinnati. Joe Burrow comes out, throws the ball, mixins, healthy, running hard. The Raiders defense going against this easy cover three scheme, taking advantage of it. Chase has a big day, and the Bengal defense really showing up. And then I think about the Raider offense going against it and Derek Carr coming back and throwing at the Waller. Deshaun Jackson redeems himself. All of a sudden, we're in a shootout. Looks really good. When I'm thinking both ways like that, that tells me I don't really have a really good feel for either one of these teams. These two teams are very unpredictable. They're Jekyll and Hyde. One week they show up, they look like they can be explosive offensively. The next they don't, right? And so they'll have a hard time block. Cincinnati will have a hard time with their offensive line. And 
Las Vegas has a hard time with their offensive line. So for me, this is one of those games. It's very, very small. Like my line in this game should be the Bengals should be favored, right? They're getting points. They should be favored based on my power records. But it's one of those games that was easy for me to eliminate because it's a 50-50 prop. Because I don't know if you can handicap this game and really find the edge. So for me, it's a no-can-do play. It's a John Oates guy. That's the Bengals-Raiders. That's a John Oates play. No-can-do. 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 And again, also... He says it so well. He, he does. It's, and, and John is in the background there with the mustache. Did you ever have a mustache, by the way? Yeah, I did. I did. Just I actually a straight-up stash. We drafted Eric Metcalf. Just a straight stash. Yeah, I had it there. Yeah, did it had it for a while. And then I shaved it after uh, we drafted Metcalf. Yeah, it was kind of like a, I just died for one day. I just felt like doing it. Never, never, never had facial hair since. I dare you to grow one out for th- our Thanksgiving show coming up on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you won't yeah. do it. Yeah, I, 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 I like not, sh- I like not shaving, but you know, I mean, it's, uh, but you know, I, I just, to me, where would you go if you had to make a play in this game? Where would I you go? I would. I would. There was. Where there was. You, go? you could never. You couldn't get me to touch the Bengals or Raiders. The Raiders right now, and not not to get morbid, but there's just so much that that you can't really quantify with Raiders. You know, for example, Derek Carr said the second half swoons that they've had the past two years. He feels there's a different vibe in the building because guys are showing up earlier than they have. But you hear that type of rhetoric come out of every locker room when you're trying to put a good spin on it. And with the Bengals. The Bengals, if you can somehow tag the Bengals right now, good, God bless you, because I can't figure that team out. I can't either. I, I don't know which team you're going to get. I don't know how they're going to play. I know this, bad offensive lines don't travel, which always would lead me to not wanting to play them. But, you know, they have chase. They could take advantage of the scheme. They should be able to, to really exploit the passing, the, the pass defense of the Raiders. You know, with their pass offense, I mean, they went into Baltimore and threw for and gained 400 yards through the air. They can do it. I mean, they've done it before on the road. Can they do it? We shall see. I mean, the last two weeks against the Jets and the Brownies have not looked very good. They've turned the ball over four times in those games. And, you know, other than the Jet game, they haven't been able to force a turnover in two of the last three games. This defense for Cincinnati is not prone to forcing turnovers. Nope. Totally agree. Just quickly, as an aside, Orlando at Brooklyn tonight in in Brooklyn, the Nets, Kevin Durant is out. So if you want to get ahead, I see the number jumping right now. If you want to get ahead of that line move, Kevin Durant has been ruled out. DeAndre Hopkins, Matt tells me, has also been ruled out. That continues to linger. However, that's not on the John Oates play. Let's go Texans-Titans. So we just had Wes Reynolds on who did like the Texans catching 10, 10 and a half there in Nashville, but for you, you can't do it. This is a John Oates play. Well, for me, it, 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 I don't trust the Texans, right? I mean, the Texans team that I thought wasn't that bad that beat Jacksonville earlier in the year is not the same team. Completely different. Their offensive lines beat up. You know, I don't know how much juice they have defensively if they can make any plays in that game. So, for me, I, I don't see it. You know, I don't really see it. I think it's uh, – I think it's a problem, and I don't trust them. I think on paper it's the right play. Like on paper, I think it makes the most sense. All the reasons Wes gave make perfect sense to me. But it's one of those plays when if you take Houston and you lose, you curse yourself for being stupid. Like, why did I do that? (laughs) Why did I do that? I know Houston was no good, but you're looking at the number. You keep looking at this number. And you keep saying to yourself, that number, that number. But it's not the number. 
You know, it, it, it's to me, can Houston do anything offensively? And I know Tyrod Taylor's better, and I know Tennessee's beat up. It makes all the sense in the world until you lose. So that's why, for me, it's a John Oates play. That is Texans-Titans John Oates play. No can do. I love it. By the way, with Coley. Nice job, Matt Santos. Tremendous job, Kevin, as well. With Coley, uh, let me ask you. The, there were no expectations, and then all of a sudden Deshaun Watson bomb dropped in their lap. Does he get another year, or does he go out with the – do you want to remove the stink completely, or is David Coley fine? He got hired by Nick Sariani, Nick Cesario. He got hired by him. I mean, it's not his fault that the roster's bad. I mean, you know, you, this guy's been a good soldier. You know, he's yeah. handled the Deshaun Watson thing well. He hasn't turned the tide. They've coached hard. I mean, they've coached hard. They've tried. They've been competitive. I don't see how you can blame the coach. This is, a fun, this is an organizational – they don't have enough talent. They're trying to rebuild. Now, in two years from now, you know – and if he doesn't make the team improve as we go along, then you could say something. But to me, I don't think it would be fair. Okay, before we get to the last John Oates play, would you compare the Salah situation with the Jets to the Coley situation with the Texans, or are they different? I think they're way different. First of all, you know, you haven't developed a quarterback. I hired you to be the best defensive coach. You told me this is the best defensive line you've ever coached in your life. Hmm. And yet you've given up a, a zillion points, right? You keep saying that to me. So, like, all right. For me, Salai can save himself, but there's going to have to be some staff members that have to go. You, you know, they're going to be, we need a new defense. Are we going to change the defense? Are we going to change the offense? I mean, the last four weeks, they've given up over 500 yards two of the times. They've, they've given up 54, 34, 45, and 45. I mean, not since Lou Holtz wasn't this bad. <laughs> Lou Holtz wasn't this bad. Seriously. And Jet fans know that. Nope. And so for me, like, why are the Patriots – are the Patriots that much more talented than the Jets? They have a rookie quarterback. They have offensive linemen. They spent money in free agency. They all have – why are the Patriots so much better than we are? Why are they seven wins and we have two? That's a fair question to ask. It is fair. Especially how inordinately better they are. I mean, is there such a chasm between the two? Is there really that much of a talent gap? Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, if Belichick were coaching the Jets or if Belichick came into the Jets last March, right? March 1, and Salai went up to New England, what do you think? What do you, there's what do you no, think the record There's would have no been chance. Throughout the record, there's no chance they're just aesthetically this bad. They don't. You heard he was asked, and I thought about you. He was asked, I apologize for interjecting, but he, he was asked about his scheme or coverage, and he said that's not part of the scheme, meaning he showed his inability to adjust in-game because he's married to the scheme, which you call antiquated defensively. Yeah, I mean, he is married to it. And here's the other thing is, too, is you know you have a rookie quarterback, right? You've had one game this year where you've been able to run for over 100 yards. And that was a game you were blown out at halftime against the Patriots. You ran for 152. Like, you've given yourself no chance. No chance. You've had two games where you've turned the ball over five times and four times. Yep. You've had th two games you turn it over three. And you can't force turnovers. I mean, you just can't. You've only forced, you've only forced seven turnovers all season long.
Yeah. I mean, so like, tell me where, if you're Joe Douglas, tell me where the improvement's coming. I want to see the team get better. Over the last four weeks, yeah, I know you beat the Bengals 34-31. Thank you, Mike White. But we haven't gotten any better. Nope. Like, I I don't see it. You know, I don't see it. And and tell me why it's going to get better. I mean, think about the scores. The first game of the year, first game of the year, they're close. Second game, blown out. Third game, blown out. Beat Tennessee. Lose to Atlanta, come back, get blown out, beat Cincinnati, blown out, blown out. I mean, they're not close no, games. it's ugly. I mean, it's, it's historically bad. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, Lou Holtz bad. It's, it's, it's shot to Lou. We, uh, we got a minute, so I want to get it in. Mason Rudolph in Pittsburgh at the Chargers. The numbers, Chargers lay in six, but for you, this is a John Oates play. I, I mean, everything. If Mason Rudolph is the quarterback, everything tells me to take the Chargers. The Steelers may not have J.J. Watt, all that. I just can't do it. I tr- Tomlin has a way of getting his team to play better than it should, certainly in these situations like he did against Buffalo. Rudolph is bad. But to me, this is an elimination game. I can't do it. Okay. That is the Steelers and Chargers, the John Oates play. The Steelers are wishing they had Tim Boyle right about now. <laughs> how, about, how about the Duckster? Where's the duckster? Where is Hodges? Can we get the duckster back? Where is the du- That is a good <laughs> question. He's, qu- he's on a roster. Sure. I think he's on I think a he's roster. On the, I think Chargers. he's on the Chargers practice I'm squad. I'm almost positive he's third in line at the Chargers. I think he's on the Chargers practice. Hold on. Ashbeth, I got it you right got here. It? I'm almost, I think you're 100% right. He? Hodges is with the Chargers. Uh, is he? I don't see him at the Chargers. Nope. Where's I'll find Duck him, Hunt? We got to find Duck Hunt. Before the... We officially have a starter in Carolina this weekend. His name rhymes with Ham Putin. We're going to discuss the game with Washington (laughs) in town coming up next. That's a tease. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's the VSEN College Basketball Betting Guide, and it's out right now. Annual betting guide is under ten bucks. Nine ninety nine. VSEN dot com slash subscribe. This year's guide has everything. This is a very important guide this year, just because of all the transfers. I keep on mentioning that, but it is so true. Season long odds, trends, power ratings, analysis for every team. Again, it's beaston.com slash subscribe for the guide. So we were talking about Duck Hodges. We were pretty close. He, uh, he was in Los Angeles, but he got cut by the Rams. And now he's pretty close right. to L.A. He's in Ottawa with the Redbacks. Red Blacks? Yeah, he's up the, he's, but the Redbacks. Red Blacks, yeah. Yeah, he's up there in the CFL, probably dominating the CFL, running around like crazy, going cra- The Duckster. You know, dominant, I mean, dominant, dominating. The was actually, you liked it. You liked the duckster a little bit there. I thought it was actually, he could, the one thing about the duckster, he could throw the ball with rhythm. He had a, his, when his, when his mama lift him from the crib, he had quarterback instincts in him. Now he's just not talented enough. You know, he's not, he doesn't have enough strong arm. He's not big enough, all those things, but he has an instinct to play the position, Right. And Rudolph doesn't have it. Rudolph is a mechanical. He's the classic example of what college is giving to the pros. Seven-on-seven quarterbacks who have to see the game, who have to watch the receiver get open, you know. And the fact that they won't even put Haskins in the game because of his, his lack of leadership and lack of effort tells you all you need to know. I mean, Rudolph shouldn't even be playing either. And yet this is a game. Now, is the only reason why we're, we're that Ben's not the starter is because he has to wait till Sunday to clear the test? Is that going to be the case? Because I think that's really important for the betters to know because right now we have Rudolph starting, but can't Ben play? We'll clarify the actual specifics, but I thought he was ruled out. Um, if Sunday is the, is the deadline day, we'll get that information for you right now. By the way, the Duckster... 
uh, three and three in 2019 when he did start. Not a great, it's an inauspicious debut with the Red Blacks. He completed eight of 22 attempts for 90 yards passing. So, anyway, uh, just. Uh, well, you're getting used to the field, Patrick. You got to get, it's a big ass field. It is a big ass field. It's a big field. You got to get used to it, right? You got to get used to it, right? But, Matt, Matt, can you look that up as far as the specifics on, because uh, that's a great question, because right now the number, but I do see a few books with the number off the board. So, to your point, Pittsburgh. In Los Angeles to take on the Chargers, some of those books may be uh, tepid as far as putting the number. I up think he of- can. I think he can. You know, I think he has to wait a week. But I think it's like it's like Chubb. Chubb waited a week, and now he can play because he's had enough negative. Because I think they, they said Ben was vaccinated, right? If Ben wasn't vaccinated, it would be at yes, least ten is. days, and he would have been ruled out for. He is so vaccinated. to me, he's just got to put together two negative tests. So there's a really good chance to me. That's that even makes that game a more John Oates play. I don't know how you could play that and feel good on either side. Now it's interesting about this game. The Steelers have 33 percent of the tickets written for them. They only have three percent of the money. And that line is, you know, it, it opened. It was four and a half, and it went up to six and a half. Now it's at six. It's six across the board, pretty much. Okay, so Roethlisberger, who tested positive last Saturday. Needs to be symptom-free for 48 hours. Two negative tests taken 24 hours apart uh, to clear the protocols. Now, the question is, will he be actually ready as a dude? Because he, he, he actually had symptoms and was struggling. So maybe he's not just ready to go as a person. Yeah, that, that could be a, Technically, you're right. And that could, be a, that, that could be the problem, too. I mean, that, the effect of COVID, too. Whereas I don't think Chubb had any effect of COVID. I think he just tested positive for COVID. But great, great point. He can be a last-minute activation. So that is, yeah, and, and we it, could see the Sunday when we're doing the show. He could be up, and later game, a couple more hours. It's a four o'clock start your time, so maybe that plays into it. So yeah. we shall see. Uh, good, but great point by you there, and that's exactly the reason some of these books aren't posting the number as we sit here right now with the Chargers laying six, hosting Pittsburgh. Now it has been made official. No surprise here. But Panthers head coach Matt Rule confirmed today to reporters that Cam Newton will, in fact, start on Sunday. This is this does feel like, Michael, it does. It, and not asking you to give any secrets from Matt, but this does feel like a jolt to this organization with Cam, the cult of personality. Oh. And just a, this is a pretty special guy coming in here. I think they needed a little bit. Of, they needed leadership offensively. I mean, they were a rudderless ship offensively. You know, because of Darnold's inability to play consistently after week three of the season. You know, and the turnovers and the doubt that sets in. You know, Cam maybe not as talented as Sam Darnold, but he brings that that leadership skills that you so badly need. You know, we haven't really talked much about this on the show, and and our partners in Denver. Uh, I did the show before I came on here with uh, the group in Denver, uh, and we were talking about the Teddy Bridgewater. Like, how do you put Teddy Bridgewater back on the field? Because of, because, of, because of the just, Olay situation where he gave up on his team? Completely no effort. I mean, look, last night Mac Jones made the tackle. Yeah, he did. I mean, there's, you got to have some – look, I get quarterbacks trying to go over there and get blocked. I get that, right? I understand that, but but you can't – that was a really an, a, 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 an overt attempt to really not do it, to, to not compete. It was egregious. That sends such a 
And so my point here, as it relates to the Carolina Panthers, is when you're getting no leadership from your quarterback, as, as the great Jeff Van Gundy once said, your best player must set the tone of intolerance for anything that gets in the way of winning. Well, when you don't compete at the quarterback position or you don't get that competitive juice from the quarterback position, you're a team without leadership. It's what Mike White kind of brought to the Jets. You know, it's what Rodgers brings to the Packers, besides talent, besides talent, you know? And you have that, and I, and I think that with, with, what Cam brings is that. He brings that to him, and that gives him some real juice, and it gives him some confidence that he can make some plays for him. And he gets in that huddle and he calls the play and the players and they and they and they gravitate. Look, the fact that the the the, the Patriots didn't keep him on the team as the backup wasn't because he, they didn't think he could be the backup. It was because his personality was so strong. Mac couldn't become the leader of the team. Curious to hear. It's our and buddies. the Panthers needed leadership. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you could tell that there was. Uh, listen, the running touchdown and the passing touchdown, he was only in there for a bit, but you could tell there was just, even with Robbie Anderson, who we, we both have our thoughts on, but there was, a like, there was an energy there with the club that we hadn't seen. I mean, like he would just basically, he's going to be able to, to help Matt Rule help his team. Yeah. I'm curious, our friends at Altitude 950, who Michael does a weekly spot, we've uh, we've joined forces with them, and Denver continues to be, as far as sports betting, just an absolutely fertile ground. What what was their reaction as a fan base and just guys that talk no, the, about what was their reaction to to Teddy? The, the, well, they agreed. They agreed with me, and I and I talked about the Jeff Van Gundy quote. They agreed with me. I mean, and they're concerned. You know, the the problem they they have in Denver is they hired Vic Fangio, who's a wonderful man. But they made Vic Fangio basically the defensive coordinator. He's in charge of the team, you know, and, and, he, and there's no personality. You talk about team without a personality on offense, I give you the Denver Broncos. Yes. There's no leadership on their offense. And, and, and to me, they're the perfect example of the difference between Carolina with Darnold and Carolina with Cam. Now, I'm not saying Cam's going to go out there and win the game, and I'm not certainly saying bet Carolina, and I'm not saying you know, the Washington's going to be pushover page. All I'm saying is there's a sense of confidence that the quarterback brings to the table when you get that from the quarterback position. You know, and sometimes guys like Vinny Testaverde really didn't have that. So you had to get that leadership from somewhere else. It's hard to do. As an executive, it's hard to find that leadership. You, for offense, you want the quarterback to be the guy. It's the one thing Mayfield has going for him. Yeah. Mayfield is an alpha male. He's got that. Now, he's, he's lacking it. That's the reason he's a walk-on is because he's lacking in some talent. The reason why he had a walk-on, you know, he didn't get a scholarship at Tech, had a walk-on at Oklahoma, eventually got one, is because he's constantly has to prove people that he's really talented. But there are time, but that talent does show up. But he gives them some some life more than I think Case Keenum gives them, and that's why I think people cling to it. Denver, of course, along with the Rams, the two teams on bye week 11. I think, and you could almost see the formula with the Denver Broncos, right? Well, they said, well, Pat Shermer, he was not only a great offensive coordinator, he was a coach. He'll just run the offense, but there isn't an identity because that head coach is such a defensive guy. Because, because Vic can't walk into the offensive room and say, here's what I want right. to run. Like, there has to be a cohesiveness between all three units, offense, defense, and the kicking game. 
And the NFL has legislated against that because they want to splinter it. They want collaboration when the, good, the best teams don't have it. By the way, we're going to get Josh and we'll get into some uh, Friday night lights, Friday night football, college football tonight. By the way, you see the ticket split in, in Carolina is pretty split right now. Washington's getting yeah, better. No, Carolina's I mean, I, I getting better. I think that's a hard game to handicap. Washington's defense has played better the last three weeks. There's no denying it. It'll be a hard game for Carolina. Made man Jack Del Rio, Gambino crime family. That defense is playing better, though. You're 100% right. Even without Chase Young, who went down with the injury, of course. So right now, Carolina laying three and a half. It opened three with Washington coming off the best win of the season for them against Tampa Bay coming to town. Coming up next, Josh is going to join us here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we've got the new prop tracker. It's now available vsin.com for you to keep up with the props. Okay, so again, for example, MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. We've got you covered with an all new prop tracker. It's now available vsin.com. Keep up with the key NFL props, get current odds, line movement, and trends. It's all there, vsin.com slash NFL. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey getting ready. Of course, he'll be back at the Borgata tomorrow as we hold our breath. Looking forward to that. Josh Applebaum <laughs> joins us now. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Market Insights is the pod and of course, betting across America with Pritch. We're going to talk some college football. Five games, a little appetizer for a big week in college football tomorrow. But tonight we got five. Josh, how are you? We got a ton, guys. Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. Happy Friday here. So we're going to start with a game between two really good teams that should be a lot of fun to watch, and then a gross game that I think still has a little bit of value on a spread play. But the first one, guys, uh, Air Force and Nevada, two Mountain West teams, uh, really good fighting for a top spot here, trying to get that uh, that Mountain West crown. We look at Air Force, 7-3, uh, and 6-4 ATS. They just beat Colorado State 35-21 resoundingly. They covered the minus three there. On the flip side, Nevada, almost the same exact thing, 7-3, and 6-4 ATS on paper these teams look very very even nevada just lost to san diego state although san diego state was ranked they hung tough they lost 23 21 they covered the three in that game but guys what really jumped out to me early on was a little bit of movement toward air force you had nevada open uh laying two at home it got down to one uh that's when i wrote the newsletter last night i wake up today we're down to a pick and i'm even seeing a lot of shops hopping the fence to air force now minus one so this line is moving toward air force that's notable because you are getting a slight majority of bets on nevada just saying hey Two teams pretty much even in terms of, you know, win-loss and ATS. I might as well just take that home team. Yet we're seeing this dog-to-fave line move with Air Force now flipping to a one-point favorite. And you look at Nevada, they probably have a bit of an edge on offense. They're averaging about 35 a game, only uh, 28 a game here for Air Force. But, Michael, I think the, the difference comes on defense here. Air Force uh, only giving up about 17 points a game. It's around 25 uh, for Nevada. A little bit of money to this over, guys, 52.5 up to around 53.5. You have Nevada. We've been an over team this year, 6-4. and four. Look at Air Force. They're 7-3 and three to the under. But should have some great weather uh, out by you there, Patrick, in Nevada. 50 degrees, no wind, kind of some over weather in general. Uh, but I'm looking at Air Force here on the money line. I like this dog-to-fave line move. They open getting two. They're now flipping to minus one or even one and a half. And I think that defense is going to pace them here. I'd be looking at Air Force on the money line. You know, it's always hard to play Air Force with Troy Calhoun's wing bone and the way he runs the ball. They average almost five yards a carry, and, and we know that Nevada Reno's def run defense hasn't been very good. They give up 4.13, you know. But the one thing I would say is is Air Force is really vulnerable 
to you know their ability to play pass defense? Can they play against Nevada's passing game? I think that's going to be the key to the game. Nevada played in, playing at home, you know, and Air Force, you know, they they average 21 yards per pass play because they don't throw it very much. And that's going to be the concern. And I think if the weather's perfect, you know, I thought the way you were going with this is it was going to be a weather game and it was going to rely on, you know, more run than pass. And that's why the line was flipping. But to me, I think Nevada can throw the football, and that's got to concern you if you're back in Air Force. Yeah, that's fair. Nevada has struggled up front. And uh, here comes that rush attack from Air Force, which you just mentioned, Michael. Okay, that's it. And that's a pick em now. We have that officially a pick em 52 and a half with Air Force Nevada. Two pretty good teams sitting at seven and three. Next one up, Josh, what do you got? Yeah, now let's go to a pretty gross one here. We got two teams that have been pretty bad this year, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. Uh, this is going to be your 8 o'clock game. You look at Southern Miss, they've lost eight straight. They're 1-9. and nine. Although, I always look at teams that have a bad record. Are they giving up or are they still battling down the stretch? I, think, I don't think this team has given up really, you know, despite their terrible record and losing eight straight. They hung on against uh, UTSA. They lose 27-17, to 17, lose by 10, but they were a 32.5-point dog in that game, so they battled. Hung on against, uh, or you know, hung tough there against, uh, you know, against UTSA, and then Louisiana Tech at home, three and seven. They're coming off a win against Charlotte. They beat them 42-32. They covered the seven at home. This is one of those plays where I just feel like there's there's too many points here given to Southern Miss, and the public just looks at Southern Miss one and nine. They got no shot here, uh, and obviously Louisiana Tech is coming off a win. But if you look at the line movement, guys, you had a lot of books open uh, Louisiana Tech at home laying 17, 16 and a half, kind of a big number outside of two touchdowns. Now we're seeing even though the public is laying points on a you know a three and seven team here the line is dipping a little bit to southern miss we have a lot of books down to 15 and a half even 15 i was waiting out saying hey can we get a 16 here i think that was kind of the last bite at the apple from some some uh, sharp betters here in general but you would match with southern miss a conference road dog uh, double digit with a line move in their favor they're nothing crazy but around 54 percent ats the last decade and we have seen some under money so it opened like 50 and a half it's down to 49 and a half and Patrick, you do a great job talking correlative betting. When you're a dog, you know, getting 15 and a half, 16 with a total of 50 that's falling a little bit, double digit dog, lower end total that's dropping, some correlative betting value to Southern Miss there. I'd be looking at Southern Miss plus the points here, Michael. Well, you know, here's the problem for me. You know, Southern Miss offense is atrocious. I mean, I think they rank 129th. They're on UMass's level offensively <laughs> uh, and Connecticut's level offensively. And one area of real weakness for Louisiana Tech is their defense. They're 112th in the country on defense. Bad offense versus bad defense. Who usually wins that? You know, who usually kind of comes through with that? And look, the, the, the Golden Eagles over the last, let's just go, let's start at UTEP. They scored 13. They got shut out by UAB. Middle Tennessee, they scored 10. North Texas, they scored 14. And University of Texas, Austin, which was San Antonio, was, was their best game. They scored 17. I don't know if they can score enough points. I mean, that's the problem. Can they score enough points to cover? I think that's what you have to be really careful of. And Louisiana Tech, the one thing Louisiana Tech is, they're not good on defense at all. But Louisiana Tech can put some points on the board. I mean, they just beat Charlotte. They put 42 points. Charlotte was a good team. They put 38 on UAB. UAB's not a bad team at all. There was a time where they were going pretty good. But then they went to North Carolina State, and they played NC State really well. They lost to them 34-27. So, to me, I would buy or beware here, Josh. Yeah, no, good, good analysis from you both. Let's dip into tomorrow because this is interesting. Iowa State at Oklahoma. So, we're in Norman, and Oklahoma coming off that loss to Baylor, Michael. Josh, let's set up the number. Now, Oklahoma's getting bet, yet we've seen this number come Iowa State's way. I know which way you're going when I see that happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, Patrick, this is kind of a dead giveaway, a play that I love to see here uh, on Iowa State. Obviously, with Oklahoma, you know, you're coming off that loss last game. Uh, pretty disappointing there. It was, you know, I know wise guys really like Baylor in that spot and look pretty good with the result. But they lose 27-14 to Baylor. You're a four-point, uh, you know, favorite in that game. Now you're having some QB issues. I think, you know, really with Oklahoma – that the public doesn't really matter. They just see Oklahoma, good record, even though they're off a loss. It's kind of one of those, you're a good team, you got to bounce back and roll here. But guys, I like grabbing the points with Iowa State. Oklahoma opened at minus five. You've seen this line get down now to three and a half. And a couple system matches, that grinder system we always talk about, nothing crazy, but around 54, almost 55% ATS now the last decade. Those short road dogs getting four or less. Again, we give typically in general three points to home field. If you're only getting three and a half, it kind of says, hey, neutral court or neutral field. You know, it's kind of a, a somewhat of an even game here. I'd like I'd grab the points here again. Road conference dog unranked versus ranked. Always a buy low spot for me as well. Uh, Michael, what do you think? Can the Cyclones keep that thing close? Are you worried at all about what Oklahoma has shown you recently? I, I was surprised the line was this light. I mean, Oklahoma recently has been pretty good. I mean, they just didn't play well. Who's going to play quarterback? Are they going back to Johnson? Is Rattler going to play? We saw them both play at the end of the battle. Their common opponent is Baylor. You know, Iowa State lost to Baylor in Baylor by two, and obviously we saw Baylor dominate last week. I mean, to me, if Oklahoma has any chance to get back in the conversation, they've got it. They can't just win by four in this game. Their offense has got to come to play. And the one thing I think about Iowa State is, is they're very good. I don't like Iowa State on the road. I always worry about Iowa State on the road, particularly last week. I mean, they gave up 41 points to Texas Tech. You know, and, and they, they gave up 38 when they went into West Virginia. That's what worries me the most here, Josh, is I, I'm not sure Iowa State defensively, when they go on the road, when they play away from their, their field, which is heavy grass and keeps the track slower, they end up giving up a lot of points. Fellas, I'm going to go off script a little bit here just because two huge misses in Detroit tonight for Golden State. Steph is out and Draymond's out. So we've seen that number drop, Michael. Golden State was favored by 7.5. Why not, not rest against the Pistons, yeah. though, right? <laughs> Don't you always want to rest against the Pistons? Well, that that is uh, that stings a little bit, but yes, I agree. And uh, it's all the way down <laughs> to one as Golden State's just laying a point there, Josh. And as we reported earlier, uh, Durant's going to miss the matchup with the Magic in Brooklyn tonight, Josh. Yeah, this just goes to show you the power of being on Twitter, jumping on these lines before they move. I mean, really the play to me now that this number has moved so much, maybe even buying low on the Warriors still at minus one. You know, they were minus seven a minute ago before all these injuries. Also an under, you know, this total opened 210. It got down to, I think it was like 207, something like that. Now it's continuing to fall here with a lot of these guys out. Patrick, you're Detroit. Pistons, I, I'm loving Cunningham, but they play a lot of unders. They are slow. They are deliberate. You look at their efficiency stats. Uh, this is a slow-paced team with that cashes quite a few unders. Tell story. me about it, Josh. By the way, two <laughs> nights ago, they were hosting Indiana, uh, catching six and a half, and they beat them on the wood. So I will say that. They're horrible. <laughs> uh, they're boring to watch. And the only reason to tune in is Cade. But other than that, I wish I was a Miami Heat fan. I wish it was so easy just to become a Miami Heat fan. Right, Michael? Well, yeah, it's great. It's a good existence. I enjoy it tremendously. <laughs> a peace of mind, Patrick. I, I have great. I don't get upset about anything. You haven't heard me comment on the list of thirty players, have you? No, no. I'm haven't very heard calm. A thing. Calm. Haven't heard a thing. Well, maybe maybe I'll join the heat culture. Josh, enjoy your day. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. Us. Market insights. Thanks, guys. You can always be a Celtics fan, guys. No, I mean, that's not happening. Josh can't take it. That '86 <laughs> team haunts me. <laughs> 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA tonight. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets for new bettors. Just use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200. Enjoy NBA action. Like never before, BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials. You get the daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code 
VEASAN 200 tonight. Got a gambling problem. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we back, kids. I want to throw this up for you. Matt Santos had this prepared earlier. Just as an aside, to take a look at what Sean Payton had to say about the taunting. Remember, a lot of this has come into focus, Michael, because what happened with Cassius Marsh uh, on that primetime game. Let's go ahead and throw it up, boys. There you go. I think it's being over-officiated. I don't think any of us who discussed it on the competition committee saw it going to where it is now. That's Sean Payton, who also then disclosed he's left the competition committee. I'd love to get your take on this, Michael. Oh, I, I think anytime you give the officials the opportunity to put subjective thing is they actually put themselves in place and they over-officiate it. I mean, it's just what it is, you know, less of them is more is better. And, you know, like Scott Novak, I tease him because, you know, he just over officiates the game, just over officiates the game. And nobody watches, wants to watch the game. You know, I mean, if there's a holding call at the point of attack that really influences the play, then call it, you know, then call it. Last night, you could debate that there was a play, they ran a jet sweep to Keneal Harry, and mm-hmm. they called holding on, on Janu Smith. I thought it was a ticky-tack hold. I thought the guy blocked him pretty well. See, I think part of the problem is the officials don't understand what's blocking and what's holding. You know? They don't really – they don't get it. They think everything's holding if you're engaged. Sometimes you're just kicking the guy's butt, you know? And because they don't really watch enough of the game, they're just officiating it from the mechanical standpoint. You know, a hand placement. If a hand's just outside, is he really holding? You know, it gets subjective. But – that call I won't argue with because when the ball gets outside and if there's any kind of tug, they're going to call it. That's been consistent. I get that. But some of the other stuff I don't understand. And Novak, I mean, you know, when you, when you go to do his games, I mean, let's just take him as an example. I mean, he's doing the Philly game, right? Yeah. You know, and, and he's got he, – he's 30 and 45 against the spread for the home team. 30 and 45. I mean, and you go through his numbers – 30 and 45. You know, now the Eagles had him in week one. He called over 22 penalties in that game. You know, and, you know, I mean, I, I like the Saints in this game because I think not because Novak's a, a, a road ref, just because I like the Saints in the game. But, you know, he's going to have an influence in the game. When we talk about this game on Monday, there'll be some effect of that. There'll be no doubt. Speaking of which, it does appear that Kamara is going to miss another game, right? He didn't practice. His status is uncertain. My assumption is it's a miss for Kamara. Yeah, I would say that. But, you know, I, I think that the one thing is, look, Jonathan Gannon is not going to change what he does defensively. And against a guy like Sean Payton, Sean Payton will have a lot of easy throws for Trevor Simeon. Right. He'll have a lot of easy throws for Trevor Simeon in this game. And he'll have some for Taysom Hill, too. Just I rep- think they'll move the ball on yeah. Philly. No, I, I totally agree with you. And you see – are you surprised by that total, by the way? It's a 43, 43 and a half Saints-Eagles. That's a low total. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, because I think because I think a lot of people realize that the Saints are good on defense. It's going to be hard for the Eagles when they play against – if they keep this quarterback in the pocket, if they keep him and make him play quarterback and not have to go and not have him run around and make loose plays, will he have a good driver here? Yeah, no doubt. But I'm talking about a completely control it. I, I don't see it. 
And just to finish with the competition committee and taunting, they're going to revisit, obviously, the issue during the offseason. The NFL does a better job of that than any other league, which is making changes during the offseason. Nothing's going to happen. But what we can say is they're going to completely let stuff go. in the po- The postseason is officiated differently than the regular season, and therein lies the issue, okay? That, that's the issue. Right. You know why, though? Because they've got their assignments in the postseason. They're not great. They're not officiating the game for their assignments. That's they interesting. Got them. That's interesting. That's interesting. You know, so they're 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 not worried about missing something. You know, Being they're not worried about graded. the ticket. They, yeah. they already know. They exactly. They already have their assignments. They know if you've got. They know who's going to do the Super Bowl long before. It isn't based on how you do in the playoffs, right? It isn't go week to week. You get a wild card game. You get you get the divisional game. You get a conference championship game. Then you get the Super Bowl. The divisional games, those games, the guy who does those games, somebody that the the crew from that game has the Super Bowl. So when you get to the playoffs, they're not worried about judging the the calls. So. Baltimore at Chicago is interesting, and I want to lay it out for you. We've got Chicago, of course, turning around quickly and headed to Detroit for Thanksgiving. But you did see this. He was just trending. Khalil Mack was just trending, and there are some, and I don't know if it's verified, so I just want to be careful here, that he could miss the rest of the season. I don't know that. What we do know is the Bears. It sounds like that, but the the reason I think it's trending today is because they signed Bruce Irvin. Yesterday. The yeah. former first-round pick. Yep. Yesterday, they signed him, which, which, and they bring in Cassius Marsh back up from the practice squad, which is two outside pass rushers. Both guys actually played in Seattle together, Marsh and or, or Bruce Irvin, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that's why I think you're seeing the, the, the effect of those two signings is leading people to believe Mac's not going to play again. I to totally me, I, I like Baltimore. The number has come to Baltimore, and I love it. I thought it was at six and a half, and I loved it. I, I was thinking about it at six and a half to recommend for my one of my Sunday plays, but now it's down to four and a half. But I'm nervous about I'm nervous about Lamar. You know, I'm nervous about Lamar. He's not vaccinated. They're saying it's not COVID, but it. You know, what happens if it is? Yep, you nailed it. He's had issues, plural, with COVID, and he missed practice yesterday non-COVID illness, his immune system's banged up. That's one thing we do know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably, and and you you said it, you're seeing four and a half. So I'm seeing it mostly fives, but that number coming back is, is surprising because Chicago just right now without Mac is just not, and I don't think urban will play. I, that would be my, would be my assumption coming in so quickly. Um, But to corral Jackson, Interesting to see that number come back to Baltimore. Excuse me, come back to Chicago here at home. Yeah, I mean it's surprising because you would you would think that you know with Martindale's blitzes, although the defense on Baltimore is not the same. They can't rush the passer like they could, and they certainly can't cover. Losing Marcus Peters hurts them, you know, in terms of somebody in the back end, a reliable avert. avert the, the the other corner gets attacked by every receiver. But this game, I thought originally when I started handicapping games for the week, I thought this would be, you know, a really good defense coordinator against a very pedestrian-like blitz pickup scheme of the Chicago Bears, who lead the league in sacks allowed. You know, and I felt like Martindale would have two or three blitzes, much like Tampa did against them, where Tampa came after him and really created some problems. However. I don't know about Lamar. That gives me concern. I was really impressed with Justin Fields in the second half of the Steeler game. Yeah. Threw the ball well. Threw it with a sense of timing. Kind of, I, I warmed up to him in that game. 
felt more comfortable about him. So we shall see. It might end up being a no play for me, but my instincts told me Baltimore at six and a half was a good play. At four and a half, it's a great play. Yeah, but to your point, there's a reason that number's coming down, and it could have something to the, do with Lamar's. Exactly. Yeah, and, and even if he is going to play, is he going to be 100%? Let's finish up where we started today. I, and I'll ask you this with the shutout in Atlanta, the Patriots 25 nothing, a winner. They cover the seven, obviously. It stays under the 47. What did you walk away, if I'm a Patriots fan or I'm a Patriots backer with some futures tickets and some Super Bowl plays here, what did you walk away thinking the Patriots need to improve? Because last night was pretty all-around, pretty dominant by them. Well, I, I think they definitely need to improve their execution on offense. I think they can't get into negative plays. They can't go backwards. And I think we saw them go backwards, whether it's penalties, whether it was a mis-execution, not picking up the overload pressure, not an overload pressure, but a, but a double slant over linebacker pressure, those kind of things. I think they got to be able to do that. And I think the thing that I learned more than anything is Mac Jones needs three days of practice to be ready to play on Sunday. Mac. 80% passing for the last two. But who would need a guy that accurate? I can't imagine a team needing a guy that accurate. You, you know, I don't know. Nobody would. And he, then he doesn't fit what Kyle Shanahan does anyway. You could see it as plain as anybody. I mean, it's obvious. And he just throws screens anyway, Patrick. He flows frats and screens. Yeah. You know, whereas Tua doesn't. Tua, throw, Tua's throwing it down the field. Tua's sensational. Some of these guys that evaluate quarterbacks just amaze me. <laughs> We're going to be here tomorrow. We've got plenty of college football. Michael's going to be back at the I Borgata. hope so. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'll hey, be there. Get out there early and test the internet, Michael. I know you'll, you'll have your hard hat I'm on. I'm always early. I'm always early. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Okay, buddy. Have a, nice, have a nice Friday. We'll see you tomorrow all weekend here, of course. Lombardi Line. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you to everybody downstairs. Coming up next, Odds On with Mike and Amal. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.